0: The following program is for adult audiences only.
1: Strap yourself in
2: because we're set up, switched on and ready to go.
1: In this episode, Rick and Stephen welcome special guest, the founder and editor of the Spooky Isles, David Saunderson. Welcome to the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk Podcast.
0: This is your show.
2: And welcome to another episode of the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk. We are your hosts, ghost hunters and authors, Stephen Lancaster and myself, Rick Hale. Hey, Stephen, how's it going, buddy? It's been kind of a while. It, yeah, it,
0: it feels like forever, but, you know, when you look at, we're on episode 46, I mean, we've only been doing this a year and a half, not even that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it it seems like it, it's like we've been hit or miss, and we have because of holidays and, you know, family stuff, but we're back. And not only are we back, Rick, but, mm-hmm. but we're what? we're We're number five. Why don't Why don't you tell our we, listeners about that?
2: <laughs> so okay, I get this. I get a Facebook uh, um, tag the other day from a friend of mine on Facebook, and um, he, you know, Rick Rick Hale, and um, so I open it up and I'm like looking around, and it's it is a list of the top fifteen. Um, paranormal podcasts that are out there and it was shocking and surprising at the same time but we are number five we made the top five in this list even i know you know when i first saw it you know
0: well first you know i get the notification that rick hale has tagged you in something so i'm always a bit mm-hmm. nervous with that right right out the of gate course. but and then i saw this and i'm like what is he tagging me in so i click it and I'm like, no way get out of here. You know mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, okay, somebody just got fired because <laughs> <'cause> there's, <just, laughs> there's just no way, you know, but they had like, one
2: job one job yeah.
0: This is amazing you guys. I mean, this is amazing to for our show to to be what it is uh, Especially mm-hmm. our formula and our attitudes. We we don't you know, we're not the sellouts of the paranormal You know, we're not commercialized at all. You know, we're so anti-popularity, you know, so anti-paranormal TV. And here we are sitting at number five in the world.
2: But you know what? I think that that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's very telling because it's like I think that. This is, um I think that, you know, things are starting to change a little bit in this. People are kind of getting, you know, tired of the just-for-entertainment television shows and kind of moving more towards, um, you know, the way things kind of used to be before the whole entertainment uh, part of this took over. And, um I mean, w- would you agree with that?
0: I'm hoping so. I hope you're right. I mean, that's kind of been our goal from the beginning when we launched the shadow initiative was in hopes of attracting like-minded people, you know, that that weren't necessarily subscribing to these TV shows in this circus that unfortunately the paranormal is viewed as. And I thought, you know, honestly thought, okay, me and Rick's going to have some fun with it in the beginning. Um, Mm -hmm. and it'll just be kind of a hobby, but it's like, Wow okay, we actually are, um, reaching our goal, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, that's incredible, man, especially considering how ridiculously boring you are,
2: you know, I mean, imagine <laughs> if you weren't, we, we may have hit number one. Yeah. I mean, you know, you never really know, but see, here's the thing. So uh, in, in all fairness, I kind of want to go over, um, All of these, like this list, because it really is an interesting list. And there's actually a couple of shows on here that I have listened to in the past. So, you know, is that okay? Yeah, go right ahead. Okay, cool. So coming in at number one is the Paranormal UK Radio Network. These are this is this is not an actual show, but it is a network and it's got many, many different shows on it. I've actually listened to a few of these shows kind of being the paranormal anglophile that I am. Uh, number two, Dead Zone Paranormal Radio Show, hosted by Lee and Michelle Poya. I hope I'm pronouncing their name correctly. Number three, Monday Night Live and Lexington Paranormal Talk Show. So this is out of Lexington, Kentucky. And it's hosted by psychic Catherine Hoff uh or rather. Excuse me, Kaufman. Uh, number four, the Paranormal View. It's a kind of a roundtable show, so they have like different people on. Number five. Number five, baby. That's right. The Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk. It is us. Um, Hosted by Rick Hale and some dude named Stephen Lancaster. Yes. Um, Cauldron Talk with Casey Colburn. Uh, Casey is actually a friend of mine on Facebook. And I just wanted to say congratulations to her for making the list. Uh, Less is Morgue. That's the name of the show. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, no, kind of like a play on words there. Uh, Less is Morgan is an award-winning comedy fiction podcast about Riley, a paranoid ghoul, and Evelyn, a cheerful ghost, who died at a Nickelback, yeah, Nickelback concert in
1: 2004.
2: Um, yes. Believe me, I, I feel her pain. Yes. Um, Black Sight Files podcast. Uh, that's number eight. Number nine is XR Can versus the Paranormal. Number ten. ParaProbe, hosted by Chance Hancock and Jesse J. Eleven ParaTalk Radio, hosted by Ted and Cindy. Twelve The Journey with the Dark Odyssey. Uh, Dark Odyssey is it's hosted by a paranormal team. See, okay, now I'm on to number thirteen, but there's no fourteen and fifteen, so you know I'm going to go with it. So coming in dead last at number thirteen is the paranormal 60 and you know who it's hosted by Steven who the mighty Dave Schrader <laughs> eat it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I mean, you know I don't know Dave personally but so it's like I'm only joking around of course but yeah that I'm is not. the list I know you're not Dude, because you're I. meaner than I am Yep. You're meaner than I am. So, you know, it says top 15, but that's 13. And uh, it's, we are number five. And I, you know, like you said, when we started this, we were like, this is just going to be a hobby. No, he's going to really listen. But out of thousands, I mean, literally thousands of podcasts out there on the paranormal or unexplained phenomena, whatever you want to call it. um, We come in at number five, man. So we made the You know the top five of this list And so I really just want to Say thank you so much First off To our listeners Without you we would have never had made This list and you know it just
0: Reinforces We made the right decision Uh, For you new listeners Out there you know we started this As a kind of webisode um, TV Show Mm -hmm. Uh, you know Where we talked and we You know, performed our usual shenanigans and stuff and showed visual paranormal evidence. You know, it it was a really visual show, Shadow Initiative Paranormal TV, which all those um, original 20 to 22 episodes are still available on our website, ShadowInitiativeTV.com. And, of course, YouTube at uh Label13's YouTube channel. And uh, Rick and I have kind of discussed bringing it back. Um, we're going to be switching up our recording software here soon, and we may bring the TV aspect back. But the point being is, we decided to push this sucker to podcasting, and ba- man, once we did, it's like holy crap! It's like we just went to the next level.
1: You right. know, we
0: we we were we made ourselves more accessible to people, and damn it, if if it hasn't proven to be a good move, man.
2: Yeah, it really has. And, um, you know, it just, I, am I'm, I'm still surprised, still shocked. And, um, you know, and also too, I want to say congratulations to the people, uh, to the other shows on the list. Um, you know, some of these are really great shows. I've actually listened to them, them myself and, um, you know, I really enjoy them, but, um, you know, Without further ado, I kind of would like to, uh, you know, talk a little bit about who we have on the show today. And today, um, we got a really big show for everybody. We are welcoming <laughs> to the show. Um, I know. So what? owe you like another five bucks? What, Get a thesaurus,
0: up Hale. Get a thesaurus, man. You're a writer. It's either a big <laughs> show or a great show. Come on, man. Let's hear some hey, word at magic.
1: Least, <laughs> at, at,
2: least I, at least I didn't... Um, You know, you know, hold on a second. Let's let's uh, let's let's see. Thesaurus.com. I use this quite a bit when I'm like when I'm this show is hosted by two
0: well-known and successful paranormal authors who can't seem to get past
2: three-letter words.
0: (laughs) We got a big show for you
2: guys. Okay. Uh, let's see, what do we got here? And thesaurus is coming up up with nothing so we got an excellent show for everyone today so how about that that's a start you know, that's a start there's there's a, start. There's, a, there's a new one so yeah we are inviting we are welcoming to the show uh david saunderson david saunderson is the um owner founder and editor of spooky Isles, um and he's my boss and it's it's one of the places that i've been writing for for years Um, So we're going to be talking to him, and he's out of London, so I think right now it's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon there. And uh, when he comes on, we're going to be talking about his interests in the paranormal and, um, you know, Spooky Isles and the Ghost of London, which is something I am always, I always love to talk about.
0: Oh, absolutely. I've been looking forward to this episode for a while, um, just because of your connection Um, with david and of course spooky Mm -hmm. owls is is a very very successful It's like a a hub you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like you can just there's just all kinds of awesome uh, Paranormal and horror content um, All over that website.
2: I I love it. Oh, yeah It's the go-to website for anybody who is um, interested in um, You know paranormal phenomenon activity, you know the supernatural Horror, dark history, um, even some alien stuff that I've written for them in the past. Um, It's 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 the go to place if you're in if you're kind of an anglophile when it comes to the paranormal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and after we speak uh, with David today, Rick, I'm going to fill you in on this new case that I've got coming up. It's super Mm. exciting and I'm super excited. So you guys will definitely want to stick around to hear about this deadly investigation.
2: Ooh, a deadly investigation. Yes. And he says it he says it deadly investigation. Coming at you this Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Yeah.
0: So with that being said, let's take our first commercial break and when we come back we're going to have David on, your man from the Spooky yeah. Isles.
2: Get See, I want to say on. his
0: I, I want to say his name all proper like David Saunderson You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, you know, you know, it's like I say it, Saunderson. And I know I'm saying it wrong, but, you know, it's like it's it's that Chicago accent, man. I can't help it. It's, you know, Saunderson sausage, whatever. It's, you know. Well, if you say, like, Sanderson,
0: you know what I mean? It, it kind of, I don't know. It doesn't flow as right. It should be David
2: Saunderson. Saunderson. Okay, so, yeah, when we come back, we're going to be talking to David Saunderson of thespookyisles.com. Looking forward to it. Can't wait.
0: Get with the GOAT and sell your soul at the Cut Your Heart Out design and fashion store. Visit cutyourheartout.threadless.com to discover everything horror, dark, and occult related when it comes to walking with the shadows in style. Browse her art and find some sinister offerings to fill your home, spirit, and wardrobe. Greeting cards, blankets, clothing, masks, and everything your wicked heart desires cutyourheartout.threadless.com and be sure to like them on Facebook at facebook.com slash cutyourheartout.fashion if you are dead on the inside wear it proudly on the outside
1: you are listening to Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with authors and ghost hunters Stephen Lancaster and Rick Hale she's alive
2: And welcome back to the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with your hosts, Stephen and Rick. Joining us today all the way from London, England, is David Saunderson. Uh, London-based David Saunderson is a lifelong horror fan and paranormal explorer with over 25 years' experience as a journalist and communications professional. So in 2011, he decided to start the Spooky Isles as a way to bring it all together – known for his dedicated support and promotion of the paranormal field and dark history industry uh, David makes sure no stone is left unturned to bring you the very best of both so David Saunderson welcome to the initiative Thank
1: you Rick thank you Stephen it's great to be here
2: it's great to have you you know I, I can't I honestly I've been writing for you now for like two or three years I can't believe you know we're just now having you on the show. Um, so hey yeah, let's let's get started. So you, you know I know it's kind of like a you know a question that everybody asks, but I just want to ask you, what is it that interested you or got you initially interested in the um, you know paranormal, supernatural, dark history,
1: what have you? I, th- I think it's probably an a- an answer that everyone gives. My, my one's fairly simple when I was a little boy, like you know three or four or five, or whatever I was, My mom would go to the local library and she'd bring me back books. And I don't know if I asked for it or she brought it back, but it was just I wanted her to either bring me back dinosaur books or ghost Mm -hmm. books. And so, therefore, I was reading ghost books basically for the time I could read, uh, the kind of the, the sort of the Aiden Chambers Peter Hayden, sort of the more the children's books, uh, the the Osborne right. books, things like that. I think we all know those. Obviously, later on, I probably would have read maybe Peter Underwood and things like that. But I mean, that's I'm not saying they're for adults, but they're not. They're, they don't really tend to have pictures in them. So I was really reading those kind of Osborne supernatural ones, and they just it was just really really cool. And uh, like everyone, I got more and more interested in it, and here we are now
2: right now you yourself you're not actually from london you are from australia
1: correct that's that's correct yes and so i've been living in london for uh 11 years uh my parents are british my dad's from northern ireland and mum's from scotland so i've always felt a real connection here so there was a point there in my life that i thought that i would like to come and live in london because i feel it's you know a fabulous place where lots of things are happening and uh once i got here i started looking at these places that i could only dream about when i was reading about them in books uh, uh, in the cry library in geelong australia and uh, mm-hmm. you know here we now i've got to, i've got to see and meet some of the people that i read about as a little kid so you know it's it's a really cool place to live
2: right yeah yeah i you know myself for example you know growing up in the united states um especially you know in the in, in, in and around the city of chicago we didn't exactly have um a lot of books on the subjects of ghosts because here back in the early 80s in the United States it was still considered to be kind of a um a taboo subject so it's like all I had and all the books that I could find were either by Hans Holzer or you know great authors like uh Peter Underwood and uh Harry Price and um um Elliot O'Donnell you know those kind of guys those kind of guys really kind of opened up my understanding and opened up my world. And that's that's one of the things that I like about um, Spooky Isles. And one of the reasons that I like writing for it is that you you do that. You make it very accessible. You open it up to, um, you know, to, for, for people to understand. Um, do you feel that you are, you know, carrying on the work of these great authors in the paranormal?
1: I'd... I, 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 I won't say yes, because I think it would sound quite arrogant to talk like that. And I appreciate that you think that I'm in that kind of league. Uh, I, I do think there is a place to continue a very uh, uh, more open, more easier accessible uh, ghost world. I think today you've kind of got – you. Oh, there's kind of probably three types of uh, – Ghost searches, or ghost searches, paranormal searches. They're the kind of ones that are, you know, very scientific. Uh, we, we, you know, stuff that I don't understand, like uh, the Society of Psychical Research, which is here in London. Which I, I may be, a, I'm probably not a member at the moment because I think my my uh, I haven't renewed yet. But it's very scientifically based. So you've got people there that are like physicists, and you know, you know. People with lots and lots of things after them letters after their name, and and they talk in a way that I just don't understand, and it's not because I'm stupid. It's just because they're talking about the you know, the real building blocks of you know of of everything there is. So and there's a place for that. I just don't find accessible. So when we're, when you're doing uh, psychical research and you're talking about you know atoms and psychic things and electrons and bits and pieces like that, you know there's a place mm-hmm. for it, and I think it, it, it it's it's interesting. I don't find it particularly fun, though. I think the way where I sit, I sit between uh, the people that like uh, the thrill of the hunt, they like the Mm -hmm. idea of hearing ghost stories, mixing it, as you said, Elliot O'Donnell, Elliot O'Donnell stuff sort of mixed Ghost hunting with stuff that was slightly a bit dodgy, you know, whether how true it was, you had questioned some of that. Uh, But I enjoy enjoy that. I mean, you know, there's sort of tales of Elliot O'Donnell collecting ghost stories by walking through parks and uh, handing out sandwiches to homeless people and getting stories from them. So, you know, there's questions about some of the things that he did. And then there's also the people that uh, come in from a very spiritual, very religious point of view, which I don't tend to to come from, uh, who are are looking for something. That is uh very uh, you know they're, they're looking for the answers i'm not i'm not necessarily looking for the answers i'm interested in finding out what's out there from a purely you know I, I actually i come from an idea that i think that what we consider ghosts or the paranormal is probably pretty normal we just don't understand it yet it's the same idea and i've used this uh, sort of you know analogy if that's the right term analogy comparison is probably a better way, comparison when we look at sort of like telephones. So I can now talk to you uh, from here in London to America mm-hmm. and beyond, uh, and, you know, that's bizarre. That That's witchcraft, really. If this was 100 years ago, this was 50 years ago, this was 20 years ago, we'd be going, this is bizarre. We don't understand it. Same goes if I've got a mobile phone. The, however, mobile phones work. It works some way. People understand it. I don't, but it, it, it's it's a it, there's a scientific reason for it. I'm sure. thinking maybe in fifty, hundred years' time, we might be going. Yeah, I do understand the ghosty stuff. That's not that bizarre. You know, there's energy. Mm-hmm. Everything is everything is energy, and energy doesn't disappear. So that's why I don't I don't necessarily need to have an under, uh, need to think that it's a spiritual thing. Uh, I can see this purely from a uh, the aspect of you know, it's happening, we don't understand why, be nice to find to understand why, but if I don't in my lifetime understand why ghosts and the paranormal or how it, how it works, I'm fine with that because I'm really, really interested in hearing the stories about people looking for them and the, the stories attached to them.
2: Right. Yeah, you know, I, I couldn't agree more because I, I, I think that, you know, and I do believe that Stephen will agree that I we co- we approach this from a very secular perspective um, because it just doesn't, you know, the idea of a human soul just doesn't uh, apply to the big three religions. It applies to all of us. But, you know, speaking of souls, what what is, you know, David Saunderson's belief in ghosts? What, what do you think ghosts are? Give us some of your thoughts, some of your theories.
1: I like that. I'm, 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 I'm not misquoting him, but it's certainly not a direct quote. But Peter Underwood, the great ghost hunter, used to say that, like, you know, of all of hauntings and ghosts, probably only 2% of them are, are anything paranormal. The rest of 98% mm-hmm. can be explained. And and that's probably right. right because, I mean, I've heard lots of different hauntings and stuff like that and been, you know, and talking to people and, and you think, you know, there's a reason for that. Uh, it's the 2%, the 2% of things that are interesting and they don't understand I really don't. I don't know, but I, I, what I do know is there's enough people out there that have experiences of that two percent that can't be explained. That I can't unexplain it. I can't say, you know, you're lying or you're delusional or you just misunderstood something. There's just too much of it, and so mm-hmm. I tend to think, you know, there's certain theories I like the idea of. I, can't, I I'm I'd never say hundred percent they were. I quite like the idea of you know, sort of a, a, a collected consciousness that we, you know, we, you know, when babies are born, we automatically know how to breathe or, you know, or, or you know, animals out there know how to walk or catch their prey or do different things. It may well mm-hmm. be that we're having memories of the past, that we, we, we're seeing things because we know them. It's not that unusual, you know, you know sometimes you know when you you meet someone and you think i've met you before you know some way i've i you know you're very familiar to me i remember when i first right. came here to the uk and i i went to my dad's hometown in northern ireland and i was driving down a road that no doubt he my family hundreds of years whatever it might be and this is very familiar to me now well it might have been that my dad had described the place to me so often that uh that I just knew it, you know, as part of my life, that this is, you know, where I was or I was just terribly excited. But, you know, who knows? It could have been bred into me. And so, therefore, when we see ghosts or memories of places that we've been before or we haven't been, we're just remembering what it was like beforehand. So I don't know what a ghost is. I, You know, I just think it's just something we we don't know. And anyone who tells you they do know, I'd question them. I'd question them (laughs) because I think it's one of those ideas that – someone is so certain about something mm-hmm. you've just got to say no, no. anyway I, I, and I think you're like that too rick i think you know there's it, yeah. got to be a bit of uncertainty because once we know it all while we're even having this conversation to be like well we we might as well be on a podcast talking about plumbing or talking about uh you know putting our carpet together or something like that because you know i'm sure that, that People who make carpets and who do the plumbing have full, you know, full understandings of uh, what they do. They don't need to talk to people on podcasts about what what they think. So it's the uh, it's the mystery of mysteries that I find interesting. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, so hopefully that's a very around the way conversation and way of saying it. But I just think I I, I love the mystery and. And and I find it cool. I find ghosts cool. I think we all find ghosts cool. I like the idea of being in an old house, reading about you know the wind blowing. I was in uh, Scotland, and I was in an old uh, an old village which uh, was my great 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 grandfather's or something like that. And 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 that's not connected to this conversation. But I was in this older sort of old old hotel, and it was uh, very cold outside and windy, and the wind was blowing sort of. And that was just normal sort of, I uh, don't know if I just did anything to the microphone there, but <laughs> yeah, uh, it, uh, it was like, Ooh! and that was the wind. That was the wind. I'd never heard yeah. that before. I'd never heard that in Australia. I mean, you know, we have our own sort of sounds, but, and I just thought, this is a creepy old house. I could believe that I'm in a ghost story, and uh, and that was very very cool. And so that's why I like going to these places, looking at these houses that are hundreds of years old. Some of these inns uh, that we've written about that you've written about, Rick, uh, Mm -hmm. hundreds and hundreds of years old here in England and Wales and Scotland and Ireland, Northern Ireland and around. It's just they're just classic. It's just you know it's it's the it's the epitome. It's like I imagine going to the Wild West of America and going to Tombstone and walking down one of those sort of uh you know the dusty streets with you know where you could see you think you'd have cowboys and all that kind of stuff there. This is – if you want ghosts you've got to come to uh, the UK and Ireland. Yeah,
2: you know when I was in high school I had a uh, there there was a um, uh, foreign exchange student. I think it was during my sophomore year. I I could be wrong. It could have been my junior year, but whatever. Um, And he was from Lancashire. And he knew that I had an interest in the paranormal. And he had, you know, growing up in Lancashire, which, you know, as we all know, is just filled with haunted places. And he actually once said to me while we were having lunch, he's like, you know, if you live in a house in England and it's not haunted, then you're doing something wrong. I just thought that that was a really, you know, funny and interesting way to uh, put it. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you are right. It's like when it comes to the theory and idea of what ghosts are, I mean, I have no idea. It could be energy. I've personally interacted um, with intelligence, you know, that makes me think that it is intelligence that uh, has uh, survived the death of the body. Stephen, what, what are your thoughts on that?
0: I completely agree with what David was saying earlier. Um, It's kind of something I've toted for a while, too, because you you look at let's just talk about technology. You know, David said, you know, look, look at us now. You know, there here's the three of us sitting here. You know, Rick, you're in Chicago. I'm in North Carolina. David's all the way over in London. You know, years Mm -hmm. ago, this would have never happened. You would have never even considered it. It would have been something out of a science fiction movie. You know, and and you look at at our technical technological advances really didn't start until about the 1950s, you know, with the with the TVs and the pacemakers and the microwaves and stereo and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I I think like David was was saying is eventually it's just going to be common knowledge. You know, will will we see it? Who knows? But but I think eventually it will just science is going to make that breakthrough. And yes, we're going to have all the answers. But I also agree with what he said. and, And I don't know if this was kind of the point he was getting at, but this is what it made me feel and think as as a writer, Rick, you're a writer, you know. Um, the science stuff, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a mixture of the science guy and the experience guy and the spiritual guy. I kind of come at it from different angles, but when it comes to telling a story, you know, people, they, they don't want to know how you got there. They just want to know the story. It's, it's like a good film. Nobody cares that, that Bob had to sit for 36 hours and render this frame and the audio guy had to do this and nobody cares about it. they just want to see the film they want right. to hear the story you know so I, I think when it when we're talking about people's personal experiences that that is what's intriguing the most not how they got there or why it happened or or how it happened but the fact that it did that's what makes it interesting.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I and you know, David, tell tell me if you, you know, agree with this. I mean, without the personal experience, why bother investigating?
1: What do you mean by that? You mean because I've not had a personal experience? Do you mean or do you mean no, without no. what
2: what 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 I mean is is without the personal experiences as a whole. Either your personal experience or the personal experience that you heard from somebody else. It it just seems that without the personal experience, that the personal experience kind of um, spawns that, that
1: idea of exploring and
2: looking into the things, these things for yourself.
1: Yeah. I think, I think there's a a lot of things. It's like, I suppose, I suppose uh, when people go ghost hunting and I'll use the word ghost hunting as opposed to paranormal investigation, because I think there is a very big difference Uh, post uh, ghost hunting, Uh, I see as, uh, you know, I go to a local pub or I go to a pub that I know is haunted and Mm -hmm. I have my dinner and I have some beers or whatever I might do. I might hear some stories about why the place is haunted, talk to some people, go up to a room, do whatever, you know, uh, you know, I think is, you know, whatever tools that I might do to check out a few things. And I've had some fun because I've been in a maybe a hotel or a pub that's you know, is really a worldy, oldy, worldy type thing. It's been a really, Mm -hmm. really great experience. Lots of fun. I'm with my friends and it's fun. Uh, That's the experience. Whether I see anything or not is a... uh, you know, is is an aside because I've been able to read a picture I see a picture on the wall of something I've seen someone's been here that's, you know Charles Dickens has drank here or you know, this place was bombed in the Blitz or whatever it might be that to me is very interesting. So that that is the experience and the fact that there's a ghost involved or a story of a ghost is really cool. Like, you know that's, that's, that's that's the icing on the cake Now if I'm going on a paranormal investigation which to do that I assume there's some scientific basis for what I'm about to do uh, I think that's a very big, big difference. So that's something you might do if you were working with a paranormal team where you wanted to go out to a person's house uh, and do uh, you know, an investigation, which goes for more than just the day. It might involve all the things from uh, interviewing those people, uh, talking to people, looking at... Um, uh, maps and uh, looking at the pipes under their house, electricity, all these types of things, and try to actually work out what's going on. That's a paranormal investigation. Uh, and then at the end of the time, we'll then put we'll put a report together and be able to say to the owners or whoever was, you know, yes, there's something here, or no, don't worry about it. It's just the fact that you've got, you know, broken pipes underneath or whatever it might be. So, there, so there's two things there but I think what you're saying is why would you do it if you don't see a ghost or you don't feel anything afterwards I think it's what what, what you're after and I, I I think what I'm after is I think I prefer the first one because you can't lose then you can't lose if you're uh, going to a nice uh, historic pub or place that's interesting uh, I think if you want to sit for 12 hours in someone's house uh, in a housing estate and nothing happens you know that's a different. That's a different thing. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd ever want to do that. That sounds really, really boring. I've done. I've done stuff in uh, in bigger places, and there was the atmosphere mm-hmm. in there. But uh, I don't. I don't know why you'd want to do that. And there are people that want to do it, but I think mm-hmm. people have to. You know, people have to. I'm gonna. This is gonna be a bit controversial here. I think some people are deluded when they go out to to do something paranormal investigator like and they think Mm -hmm. they're being scientists when they're using machinery they don't know how to use uh they can't tell you why you know no one's ever been able to explain to me what is a ghost so how can you measure a ghost how you could tell you could say that this room that i'm sitting in really should be this temperature it shouldn't dip in uh, temperature Uh, Mm -hmm. and there's other bits and pieces about you know electrical fields and stuff that you could say shouldn't change so if they do change something's funny's gone on and i need to be able to explain why that happens and if i can't explain it i would possibly say that is because it's a you know possibly paranormal but for me to stand there with a with a telephone app with a mobile phone mm-hmm. app that buzzes around a bit and for me to say this is a evidence of paranormal i just think that's not right i don't i don't agree with it and i think you know good luck to people that want to do that but i just you know I, I just, I just think there's people that are deluded to think that they're investigating something if they're not doing it like a scientist with a, uh, you know, and work on a way to make sure that what they find they can compare because you know it's not a paranormal investigation if all i'm going in is using a, a, a taking a couple of photos calling them orbs and saying that orb there is a is a ghost because then i'm just you know using my own religious beliefs and therefore i can mm. therefore see uh, a picture of jesus in a in a in a piece of toast that's the that's about the same of it as far as i'm concerned so i don't okay. want to come over all atheists or anything like that but i just think you you, you do it do it properly uh, or you just for the and that's why I don't any pretense of if, if I was to go to a uh, go to a, a haunted house and enjoy the experience that I'm being a scientist. Yeah. I think so, David. See, I, yeah. I, I
0: think you said. I think you said it, and we've said it here plenty of times. If you, you have all these people running around with this gadget and that gadget and playing scientist instead of actually being one. And I and I think they they're approaching it all wrong. They're missing the whole point because when, when you look at it, if a ghost was something we could measure, like you were saying, if we knew what uh, a ghost was composed of, we would be able to catch one, trap one, put it on display for people to see. We'd be able to study it. But, but I think where people go wrong is they don't realize what they're actually measuring. They're not measuring something supernatural they're not measuring the actual being they're measuring the effects of mm, something paranormal right. that happened
1: yeah that's a good thing i know it's like the you know the drop of water you know you, you, you it's not you seeing the drop of the water hit the hit the water it's all the ripples afterwards so it might be that they're measuring the ripples and that shows you something that's happened but we don't know what you know it's cause. like sorry david i interrupted you i thought you were done um my my skype
2: is sorry my skype is laggy i was just going to say that you can't um build a good bear trap without first knowing what a bear is and what its dimensions are and what it's made up of and um i think that that's kind of where you know you run in like you, you know you you put very perfectly and Stephen put perfectly as well you can't we, we don't know what a ghost is. We don't know what it's made up of. We don't know um, really much of anything. It, it's funny. It's like we've, we have 140 years or so of organized paranormal investigation and psychical research. And we're really no closer to um, having an answer to what it is that we're really dealing with.
1: Hmm. I think that's the same thing as people being asking the nature of God since time began, and yeah. we're no, no closer to that. So uh, I think until we've actually got uh, an agreed set of guidelines of what we, how we would measure that ghost, and I think SBR have done that. They've, they re- released a, a book a couple of years ago by Steve Parsons, who I've spoken to on the Spooky Isles, uh, which gives some guidelines on how to do paranormal research. It, 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 none of it's you know mind. Bright and blowing. It it, literally—it's just making sure that you, you know, do a step-by-step thing. uh, And I'd I'd suggest everyone get a copy of that. And I think once we do that, but because this is a, I I hear a lot of this kind of thing about paranormal unity, which I always think is a strange thing because, not—I just find it a strange thing because I mean, you know, I've never really come into anything that's bad, so I don't understand why you know people aren't friendly anyway. So, but obviously, people are. You know, trying to make money, trying to be famous, mm-hmm. trying to do different things. And so it's in their sure. interest to say, This is the way you do something, follow me. No, no, this is the way you do something, follow me. And with, you know, and because no one really knows what they're doing, no one really has, you know, no one really can say, This is the way you do something, or, you know, this is the, the way you do something else. It's just, it, it's all over the place, and I don't I don't see yeah. how you're going to get an agreement on any of this stuff. Because again, you could have five people in the room, and if we, you know, even amongst the three of us, I'm sure, you know, if we laid out frankly our beliefs on on how things should work, we probably wouldn't agree because we're all making it up as we go along. I, I'm, I'm not I'm not do- saying that to be, you know, rude or anything. I'm saying that we are just we're you know, it's not like with school you go to school and this is how you, you spell the word apple. We're learning it ourselves, and we're coming to the uh, coming to the idea of how would you you know how you do this stuff. So we're we're all we're all pioneers in our own way in, in in paranormal research. Harry Price did it because he was working out ways that he felt were the best way of doing it. Peter Underwood did it. Even even the people on the television, you know, they're working out how they think it is. They're saying let's use a trigger. And we'll put that there in the little car or a doll or whatever. So they're all all saying something different and they might find that it works for them and someone else might try it and it doesn't work for them. But because this is a, a for most of us, it's a recreational volunteer pursuit. We're never mm-hmm. going to, you know, it's, you know, there are people that do the parapsychology and it's now a, you know, university subject and something like that, that Harry Price was always pushing for. But, I just, it's a, when you have a large part of the world that don't believe this even exists and it's stupid and you might as well, you're talking about fairies at the bottom of the garden. It's going to be mm-hmm. very difficult for us to get to the point where we're all agreeing on the one, what is a ghost and how do we, uh, how do we hunt it?
0: Well, the the irony, David, is, let's just call it what it is. The the paranormal unity, it it, it wasn't created for for a group of people to get together and come to one conclusion paranormal unity was created to act as a participation trophy it it was a place where people could all of a sudden make opinions fact it was a place where you wouldn't be told you were wrong it was a place where your feelings wouldn't be hurt you know the paranormal unity failed because the truth doesn't care about your feelings and, and that's what it boiled down to, a place where people could post pictures of dust flying through the air and not be
1: ridiculed or told they were wrong because they believed
0: it to be a ghost.
1: Yeah. Okay. And that's, and that's probably true because, I mean, you know, I do see people, and you know, you you see people put stuff up there and not everyone is as polite as us. You know, you know if someone was to put something up on spooky aisles, which I didn't believe was not real or if it was clearly something else i would are you I'll, I'll give you an example and this is something i'm moving on because you, you talked about you know dust and orbs and things like that i remember a, a few years ago we were hosting a sort of a medium night in a pub in drury lane in london so in the theater land very very haunted every you know everything is uh haunted in theater land in london and we were doing and, and they were doing sort of like you know crystals and tarot cards and all this kind of fun stuff and people were learning about that you know I wasn't I was just basically hosting it I wasn't doing it but we had you know mediums there that had lots of experience and one of our uh, participants like, I, I don't want to say customers but guests uh, came back from the toilet uh, from the from the bathroom as you would say in America and uh, she was she was thrilled that she got these photographs of some orbs so she's sitting in the in the toilet or sitting in the bathroom taking photo of Darth, just taking a photo of the toilet and she's getting very <laughs> excited about you know and oh that's nice that's not this is ridiculous like between me and you this is absolutely utterly ridiculous that you're on a you're on a, a this is this is the exciting part of your experience is sitting in the can taking photos and thinking you've seen a ghost when there's so many <laughs> So many dust and could be a fart, you know, whatever it could be in the in the toilet. That uh, and she says, so I mean, this is I kind of think what you were sort of alluding to, and I really like this, Stephen. When you said it before, you kind of said, don't tell me how you got there, tell me what you've got. Now, if she could say that, you know, which I wouldn't I wouldn't tell him when I was taking photos in the toilet anyway. But if she said, I think I've got I've got a picture of a ghost, anything more than a dust particle in a toilet, but that that is just the it's the the reaction or the you know like the you know, that's not proof of a ghost. That's not, you know, that's not exciting. No one's going to be sitting back in 50 years' time, little children going. And then she went into the toilet and she sat down and while she was taking a crap, she was reading on her phone and saw a bit of dust and took a photograph of it. And it was a bit of dust and it was an orb and it was proof of the afterlife and that God exists and that we'll all, you know, go to heaven. I mean, it's, it's absurd that that is someone's experience of the paranormal. And that's why I just think that, you know, anyway, I've just, I've just, Done the opposite of what you were saying about not being polite about something but i just i said to her that's very nice very interesting uh but i certainly wouldn't have done it to her face and i, and I think anyone who does that online you know if you're in a paranormal circle there should you should just if you if you don't agree with something just you know don't say anything i've just basically uh gone again i started the conversation agreeing with myself and then proving that i'm a i'm a hypocrite in that respect but still i hope you understood what i meant by that Oh, absolutely. So, you know what,
2: uh, guys, I think with that being said, maybe we should take like a break. And uh, when we come back, uh, David, we want to talk about, you know, because you've been you know promising all of our listeners here from the start, we'll talk about Ghosts of London. I want to see what David's top five haunted places in the city the size of London and uh, tell us a little bit about it. So um, um, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. And we've been having a great conversation with David Saunderson of the Spooky Owls. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the Ghosts of London. This is the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with Stephen and Rick. Uh, Stick around. We'll be right back. Do you enjoy reading about the paranormal? Check out the highly
0: rated literary works from us, the hosts of Shadow Initiative TV. Paranormal investigator Rick Hale offers you the Geek's Guide to the Strange and Unusual poltergeists, ghosts, and demons. Bullets, booze, and babes, the haunted history of Chicago and Illinois. And behold, shocking true tales of terror and some other spooky stuff. But if you're thirsty for more, I bring you true case files of a paranormal investigator and dark spirits, a man terrorized by the supernatural. But if you wanna go even further, dive deep into the dark reality of haunted dolls check out my paranormal bestsellers norman the doll that needed to be locked away and norman 2 the true story of a possessed doll's revenge available at amazon barnes and noble and wherever fine books are sold
1: we now return to shadow initiative paranormal talk with your hosts rick hale and Stephen lancaster
2: um, everybody, welcome back to the Shadow Initiative Paranormal Talk with your host Stephen Lancaster and myself, Rick Hale. We've been enjoying a great conversation with David Saunderson and his uh thoughts and ideas of the uh, you know, where where the paranormal is at. So right now what we want to do is we want to talk about the ghosts of London. I love the ghosts of London written about many of them, uh, written, you know, many times about them for uh, Spooky House. But David, I want to ask you now, you are a paranormal explorer. So you have been to a lot of these different places. Let's talk about some of your top places that you've been to. And, you know, tell us a little bit about the ghosts.
1: Okay, I think To be fair, like people do ask me this sometimes when I'm on interviews and I'm talking to people and stuff like that. What are your most haunted places? And I and I I have to say, a lot of these places in London you can't get into after a certain Mm -hmm. amount of time. So you know, the Tower of London is obviously the one of the most famous buildings in the world. It was uh, built by William the Conqueror. I think about in like about a year or two after he, you know, he invaded England and took over. So we're talking a building that's, you know, you know, a thousand, you know, over a thousand years old, and that has a lot of history in it. And so it's a lot of fun. Now, they do not let paranormal investigations in there for whatever reason. I'm sure if you had enough money, you know, it'd it'd be like a, you know, a Hollywood Tom Cruise type film. That's how much cost it would be to get in there to do a proper investigation. But sure. There has been lots of stories over the years. You've had people who live in there. You have the guards and their family that live in there. Uh, and over the years, they've they've explained. Now, for people that don't know what the Tower of London was, so William the Conqueror, you know, uh, invades England. There's a whole lot of palaver of, you know, kings and, you know, fighting over, you know, the, the crown of England. And he's come in, and as part of that, the Normans, they need mm-hmm. to – hold the place. So any, any any invading army needs to start building up their own, you know, places, their fortresses and stuff like that to keep the people in line. And the Tower of London was such a place. It's on the Thames. Uh, they used it over the years as a, as a fortress, as a prison. Uh, you know, people lived in there. People were held in there. Uh, it was basically the place where all the, the famous people got executed. So uh, King Henry VIII, uh you know, Anne Berlin got a head cut off there. Sir Thomas More, lots of different people, you know, were you know, killed. So it's it's a place like most prisons and historic places where there's been a lot of uh, emotion, like violence, torture, and uh, and executions. There's been lots of. Uh, Places there are lots of uh, examples of uh, hauntings that have been witnessed. Uh, the there's been like I, 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 there's stuff on the spooky aisles. I don't really want to go through every single one of them because a lot of them I find th- th- these will not be investigations. These will be people saying I saw the ghost of Catherine Howard there, or I saw a beefeater's ghost, and, and a lot of ghost stories are that. They're not, you know, not full of evidence. They're not particularly compelling. Uh, Sure. I'll get into it I'll get into another one in the moment. There's a fellow named Dick Turpin. We just talked about Anne Boleyn. But Anne Boleyn's ghost has been seen in at least ten places. And they're not they're not the kind of investigations where we would expect someone has said, you know, and I've you know, because I don't know sometimes how you can say, other than if you've physically sighted a ghost and they're dressed and you go, That looks like the the woman in the painting, that you could say that, right. that was Anne Boleyn. But this is it. So so if I was rick hale and i was coming Mm -hmm. over here i would go to the tower of london because never mind the ghosts but it's a thousand year old building that's got lots it's got the crown jewels in it it's got lots of cool armor it's got lots of weapons it's you know it's really really cool so that would be my number one place for anyone who was coming to london who was uh, listening to your show right now i would go there because you can't go wrong it's not going to be a spooky thing but it's also I have found myself, having lived here for over a decade, that uh, I'm getting a bit complacent when it comes to spooky. So I really need something that's really, really spooky now. It's a bit like an addict. Once you've had a little bit of it and you have it for a long enough amount of time, you sort of your uh, tolerance, you know, goes down. But I, I would still say that uh, uh, that uh, the Tower of London is a really, really good place. Now the other place that I would be Telling people, and these are royal palaces. Uh, if you actually you come here, here's a tip: you can actually buy a pass for royal palaces here in London, and it gets you into a. Oh, it's uh, like going uh, to Disney uh, World. Uh, it is like Disney World, but it's in the same town. But and you get in. So yeah, so it's like say if you didn't have the pass, it cost you about. I don't know about probably 25 American to get into, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but if you if you pay like 40 American and it's more than that, I'm trying to do a in my head. I'm trying to you know uh, do the 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 rate, but if yeah, you'll be able to get into a few more places. And one of those places is called Hampton Hampton Court Palace. Now right. that's a very interesting place. People would know that that's further down the Thames, and this was owned by Henry VIII. People know Henry VIII is the the king that uh, kept marrying women and kept chopping their heads off, uh, including Anne Boleyn. Now he uh, he he didn't originally own that. From from my memory memory serves me right, it was the. I can't think of it, but he was one of the the, uh, the sort of the Archbishop of Canterbury or so something like that. And
2: uh, there was Cardinal a point Losey, there when he was
1: called Cardinal Wolsey. You're absolutely right. And uh, yeah, there was a point there where he was basically taking buildings and you know doing you know closing monasteries and doing all sorts of sorts of things. Anyway, he owned it, and Hampton Court Palace is really quite cool because it has the. Uh, uh, a lot of ghosts and people can do investigations in there so they do open it they do play up their haunted history because mm-hmm. it's uh it, it, it's uh you know it they're not it's not like the the, the uh what do you call it? the tower of london they uh you know happy to push it. And most, it's a funny thing, and I'm sure the same in America, where you have some businesses that would be horrified to think that they had a ghost there and wouldn't want to and be humiliated to have anyone talk about it. And then there's other places oh, sure. that would uh, are desperate for it. I remember we did an investigation uh, years and years and years ago. We were actually asked to come in to a pub in uh, central London to prove there was a ghost there. Uh, and we found that it was uh, uh, we had a researcher do some research and he, he did, I think it took him about one or two Googles to realise that the story that they were telling in the pub was not true. The the, the Duke that was supposedly had killed some young serving wench, and uh, and her ghost was now you know floating around the place. Uh, he didn't even live in that time frame. It was like 100 or 50, 150 years later. So, uh, so but but the Hampton Court Palace is a place that people will be happy to. Talk about, and you've actually written about this, uh, uh, Rick. You've written about the the. Uh, do you have yeah. favourite ones, or should I just go through the the some of them because you you you've done a lot of research on this um you
2: know let's oh, are you talking about specifically at Hampton
1: court or other places Hampton, other places? Hampton, Hampton court if I, if i the problem with all this is and i and I've just done this to you, Rick. I know I've just done it because you write about so much stuff and i write about so much stuff and read about so much stuff when you ask for specific examples oh God, i can't think now because i've got you know you, you do the research and then the next day you're on to your next one so i'll leave yeah. that there but anyway the, the 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 point is there's lots of lots of really cool places that you can go with Hampton in court where you could see now. I'm actually looking this up because I'm I don't want to get I, it. It was Catherine Howard, okay? I didn't want to do the wrong one. Catherine Howard was one of uh Henry VIII's uh you know wives and uh mm-hmm. she was supposedly uh committed adultery and treason and, and all sorts of nasty things, giving King Henry VIII the excuse to you know, kill her. You know what, David? I, I
2: find that that is actually what was sort of Henry VIII's go to um, accusations, you know, they're committing treason or they're committing adultery. So I'm just, you know, and, and it just, it just wasn't with, uh, you know, Henry Eighth. It seemed to be with a lot of noblemen, uh, during that yeah. time period. It's just easy to say, Hey, she's a witch or she's uh, cheating on me, uh, being unfaithful. So let's, let's get rid of her. or Let's get rid of him. That seemed to be the common go-to, uh, thing back then.
1: Yeah, and it's much easier to make it when you're the king. So basically, if you say anything I don't like or you don't like me, you're treasonous. So it's a really quite cool way of being, if you think about it. You could say, like, Rick, if you disagree with me, you're being treasonous. So uh, yeah. anyway, the, <laughs> so yeah, no, I think it is. It's obviously all misogyny, and it's all terrible. Anyway, the point I'm making is, though, so, there's a there's a, a tale about her running through the Hampton Court trying to beg for his forgiveness or that it wasn't you know true and all this kind of stuff. And I suppose That's that one is the that I would have brought see. up, yeah that's the ghost you do you see or you're supposed to see and there's actually a really cool if you find it on the spooky isles there's actually they they've had a postcard of that and uh you know that, that's why i say about Campton Court palace is much more open to talking about spooky things than uh the tower of london but i would go there too because it's got a really cool uh like maze you know plant type maze out the back mm-hmm. and uh there's lots of big kitchens, and it's, you know, it's, 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 it's historical. So I always try to wrap up anything I suggest as being an historical place, that you'll get something out of it, you'll feel something, whether you see anything, possibly unlikely, but at least you'll be able to go back and say, I went to Hampton Court, and it was really, really cool. And I saw this, and I saw that, and I stood on the place where the ghost was supposed to be. So that's what the the, the cool the thing is. The other the the other places that I would suggest and I don't really you've asked me for five, but I'd rather mm-hmm. talk about ideas rather than places because this this we've got like articles with like thirty or forty, you know, like you know, the top thirty haunted places in London. And mm-hmm. I would go to a pub. I would go to a pub in central London. And you will there'll be a ghost story there, and it'll be a good ghost story. Most pubs in London have some kind of ghost attached to them. As you said, your mate or your your, your student uh, exchange student from Lancashire, yeah. And then we'll have a story with it. There's a place called uh, the Volunteer, which is in Baker Street. It's actually about yep. two doors down from. Uh, 221 B Baker Street, the the fictional home of uh, Sherlock Holmes, and it's a nice pub. Uh, There's supposedly a ghost, and I cannot remember. This is why I'm a terrible interviewer interviewee when it comes to this kind of stuff. But the the when you're on the in the building, it's not the building that's haunted. It's actually the cellars because the cellars were the uh, place of a previous pub. A lot of these pubs when they say, you know, there's been a pub here since 1202 or something like that, they're really saying, you know, they're not saying this place. They're saying there's probably a you know a foundation somewhere that was attached to a building that was around that long. So the the volunteers that and that's a pretty nice looking pub and it's in, in a really good area, the volunteer, because you're right next to the Sherlock Holmes Museum. You're across the road from where uh, HG Wells the great writer of the Time uh, the Time Machine and War of the Worlds and things like that. He lived there. Uh, you near lots of different other pubs. Uh, the Globe, that's haunted. They're, they're, they're all haunted. So I'd say the Volunteer is a nice pub. You've got also got a pub I mentioned before. Uh, I was saying about there's a fellow named Dick Turpin who was a highwayman, I, I You probably know about it, Rick, but I'm not sure other people would know who it is. But he was a a nasty highwayman, so a a robber. You know, you know, robbing people on the side of roads. He's very famous. They made they wrote books about him, and he's a bit like sort of like Robin. You know, he 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 built up a reputation, which wasn't you know he was a nasty rapist type of horrible person. But over the years, he's been romanticized to the point where they made a TV show about him, and uh, you know, it's it's that's what it is. Anyway, his parents apparently owned. Uh, a pub called the Spaniards Inn, which is in Highgate, which is just on the outskirts of London. It's in London, but it's like in the leafier part. And uh, uh, the Spaniards Inn is a pub that I would suggest people go to. Uh, It's where Bram Stoker, uh, the author of Dracula, he wrote, or he didn't write, he uh, did his first performance, first or second performance of Dracula in the olden days, apparently to, once you wrote a book, to get the copyright on the performance, so someone couldn't just take the book and go read it out somewhere and then start acting it, you had to do the actual performance yourself. So you have basically have to like read the book out loud, and he did that in the Spaniard's Inn. That, that's a kind of cool thing. That's the one thing you know. Spooky House is not just about ghosts; it's about you know horror and all that kind of dark stuff. So the Spaniard's Inn. Anyway, so Dick Turpin is supposed to haunt that place, but he's also supposed to haunt it about another dozen places and everywhere there's basically mm-hmm. an inn or somewhere he's supposed to haunt. And uh, the same with Anne Boleyn. Anne haunts all these dozens of places. So I, I, I would go, again, I would go to the Spaniards Inn. I'll put that on my list. And there's another place, which is probably my favourite place. It's called the Grenadier. It's a pub. It's in uh, Belgravia. Belgravia mm-hmm. is a very, 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 very posh place in uh, in London. It's where all the Russian oligarchs live. Uh, they're the ones that uh, <laughs> with all this stuff going on in the Ukraine at the moment, uh, and they're mm-hmm taking people's properties and stuff like that it's it's where harrods is it's where you know buildings that are worth like you know 50 million pound you know you know it's where like you know royalty and it's not far from buckingham palace and it's it's all very light, you know it's, it's a nice place and the uh the grenadier was a is a pub that uh was near the home of uh the grenadier guards which was the uh I don't. I don't want to say battalion. I'm not sure of all these sort of army type things. But essentially, had the Duke of Wellington, and so he was a very famous, uh, uh, very famous historical figure. He went on to be the Prime Minister, the Duke of Wellington. But the story is not about him. It just meant that because the the barracks were close by, a lot of the the soldiers, a lot of the officers would drink at the local pub, which was the Grenadier. And there's a story there, where uh, one of the junior or one of the the younger lieutenants. Was apparently caught uh, caught uh, uh, cheating, cheating at cards. and so his uh, his comrades upset with him uh, cheating, uh, gave him a bit of a biff and threw him down the stairs to teach him a lesson. But unfortunately him falling down the stairs, he broke his neck and he died um so there the you go and he uh, apparently since then his ghost has been seen at the grenadier and to make up for it and this is why i'm saying go there because you actually see something uh there you go and you'll see that people have pinned up uh, bills you know money on the roof so if you look if you put the word in uh, if you go into the spooky eyes but if you put the word in the Grenadier and you put you know, the ceiling you'll see that people have put uh, currency from all over the world so there'll be American dollars up there there'll be pounds there'll be all sorts of ones Australian all sorts of stuff up there which is to pay the pay the gambling debt of this ghost so that's you know we didn't we did an investigation there Many years ago, I couldn't attend, so I, I, you know, it was I was in Australia at the time when we organised it, which was unfortunate. But that's a place that embraces its uh, its hauntedness, and so I would say the Grenadier. So, to give you the five, there's so, so many more, more Rick and Stephen, but I'm giving them to you. I'd say uh, the Tower of London, Hampton Court Palace, the Volunteer, uh, the Spaniards Inn, and the uh, the Grenadier. And three of them are pubs. And the reason why pubs are good, as you probably know yourselves, you can't get Mm -hmm. into private homes, but there's nothing stopping you going going into a pub and having a beer and talking about ghosts. Well, there you go. So, you know, thank you so much, uh,
2: David. But we have come to that point in our show where we have to, you know, say goodbye. But we also want to give you a chance to talk about, you know, Spooky Isles and whatever else you got going on in a in in a segment that we like to call um, you know, for whatever reason my brain is swimming right now after giving you, you giving me all the information that you have just given us. So why don't you tell us a little bit about um, you know where people can find you, uh, Spooky Isles, and uh, you know if you got anything that's coming up.
1: Okay, well. Uh so, you, basically want, so you, you kept talking about Spooky Isles. So will spell the name. It's Spooky Isles. It's www.spookyisles.com. So that's Isles like the British Isles, but we're spooky. So that's how I did that, spookyisles.com. Now, uh, we've been running for 10 years, and we, we, we're focused on all sorts of uh, – we're, we're only focused on – Britain and Ireland so if you know there's lots of websites out there that might do stuff about America or Australia and other places in the world but I really thought I want, I want to do something specifically for the UK and Ireland so that's why uh, we're, we're pretty focused on that so we do uh, we do reviews of uh, you know British horror films or films that are connected to us like say Christopher Lee or Peter Cushing were an American horror film we'd still run it because we love them and that's you know it's, it's a cool thing uh, the same goes with uh, Dark History so so a lot of stuff that you know we talk about, like I talked about Dick Turpin there, Dick Turpin's in the pages of the Spooky Owls, not because he's a ghost, it's because he was a dark, horrible figure, and uh, we do a lot of true crime. So there's lots of cool stuff there. So that's why I say it's it's ghosts, horror, and dark history. And we have people from all over the world writing for it. Indeed, you've got your own Rick Hale. He's written for much more than two years. I think you've been doing it for two or, uh, three or four, actually, Rick. So oh, wow, uh, okay. You've, you've you've been doing it a long time so don't don't try to make it you just a, a fly by night i'm sure you were doing it well before covid and uh <laughs> okay. we uh we we accept uh submissions so if anyone's interested uh you can you get us on editorial at spooky com. and um, we're not far we're not hard to find just put the word spooky owls in there and you'll find us and uh and, and we'll have a chat and we, we welcome all sorts of stories but they have to be about britain and ireland uh i've had people uh who have approached us wanting to write stories about leprechauns in Kansas or Kentucky and stuff like that. And I just think, no, that's not, we, 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 want, we want stuff that's about the UK and Ireland. So that's all cool. Now you're asking us things that we're going at the moment. We're doing quite a lot of work with a, a company, which is coming out of America and uh, called mysterious adventures tours. It's mysterious okay. adventures tours. Uh, just look that up. Mysterious adventures tours. And uh, while, while we, while we're working with them, and I say working with them, just you know, helping them, advising them. Uh, they're doing they're doing a lot of tours from America to visit some of these sites that I've spoken about. they uh, and I'd, I'd direct you to their address, Mysterious Adventures Tours, or you can find them th- through the Spooky Isles. And uh, basically, they're leading uh, the the leading tours. To the UK and Ireland, like people like Dave Schrader, Brian Cano, uh, you know, different people around the place. Uh, I think John Safis is doing something this, to Greece, which is not within our area, obviously. Greece, but I think people be interested in that. And uh, and I've looked at those tours, and I think they're fabulous. Uh, I could get to them myself easier because I live here. But I know, I know, if back in Australia years ago if i'd have seen these tours being able to go to places like stonehenge and some haunted houses in ireland and stuff like that and scotland uh, i'd be you know i'd be really excited so that's probably the only thing that's that's me giving a really plug for them so I'm you know they owe me one. I've just given them a plug but uh but yeah we, we we run articles every week. Rick's always very, very uh helpful uh and uh you know one of our jewels. We've got people from all over the place now. we've we've got Anne Massey we've got uh, Richard uh Phillips Jones we've got those great people and we've got and we've got our you know uh christine miller you know here's me you know i just think everyone's fabulous so we're really doing it i think we're doing a good job we've been doing it for 11 years and i'm really happy with the way things go we're all just about enjoying ourselves writing about spooky things you know we, it, nothing costs you you come on just read the stuff and you can enjoy yourself so that's what we're all about at the spooky house
2: great perfect thank you so much David for joining us um I'd like to have you know of course we'd like to have you on again
1: sometime in the future and I, I'm sure you're always game I am absolutely game I'll always come on and talk for talk non stop for an hour don't, don't don't have to give me a, a second glance I'll do that for you all
0: right yeah well, so thank you next time we'll next time we'll do
1: video too because I think we're going to start getting back into that. Yeah, I know. I, I said before we came on, I've I washed my hair and I was I'm wearing my Spooky Isles t-shirt. So I mean, I could have just <laughs> done this from bed Wait. if I known it was only going to be that.
2: There are Spooky Isles t-shirts.
1: Yeah, they're very very exclusive, Rick. They're very. you to give me one and, of those. As, as, uh, well, I sent you one. I sent you one of Black Shuck. Remember, I, I did a black. I sent you a Black Shuck one. Yeah, the, the, the,
2: yeah the black. The, it was a, it was the Black Dog Pub, and believe it or not, I actually left that. Um, in Virginia, by mistake, when I went there to go visit my uh, my aunt down in Virginia, and I got home, yeah, I left it at the hotel, got home, and I'm like, god damn it, man, <laughs>
1: I can't believe I just lost this shirt. Well, I, I don't have one. You had one. I didn't even have one. I gave you yes. mine. That's how it's, you know, that's how I did. But uh, one day we might have Spooky Owls t-shirts, but at the moment I like the fact that it's very, 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 very exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, to, got to get some enjoyment out of it so yeah but that's great so no i look forward to it and, uh, and yeah and absolutely do a video the next time and we could talk about uh maybe talk to Stephen. i didn't get to talk to Stephen. i talked to you rick i didn't get to talk to steven
0: i, I rarely you. talk i rarely talk
1: you. david All i'm right. more okay, the I'll eye go. candy
0: around here i'm the eye
1: candy uh, yeah yeah, no, that's yeah. right. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's good. Then anyway, so I look forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll all chat, but no, it is fun. And uh, I could talk about these things. It's just when you ask me specific, sometimes it's hard because there's just so much out there. It's like me telling you, so Rick and Steven, tell me about your five top haunted places in America. That's what you basically just asked me as well. It was like, you know, tell me all the famous places no. you've been to forever. So it's Fair been enough. hard to narrow these Fair things enough. down. So, But we love it all. So we can talk anyway. We could talk for hours. We didn't even talk about Peter Underwood, who I thought you were going to talk about. Because Rick's been doing this wonderful series for us on all these uh, – on Peter Underwood's – some of his less famous but just as great uh, cases.
2: Yeah, I think we're – I think you're just about to uh, publish the last one. This week, there was only five, but you know what? You, after, after I get done with the list and, you know, Stephen, I got to tell you this, David actually reprimanded me today. Like he sent me yes. this email. Yes. yes. He sent me an email saying, Hey, look here, buddy, you got to stay on the list. <laughs> <laughs> yep. no, but you know what? I, 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 would, I would like to come back because you know his career spans 60 years and there's so many great, um, cases that he worked on, and I think that he's somebody that, you know, people should be familiar with. So, um, yeah, so with that being said, you know, again, thank you, David, and, uh, you know, we hope to have you back on again in the future.
1: No worries. Anyway, thank you very much. Have a great day, and uh, I'll talk to you later. See you, Steven. see you, Rick. See you. Thank you, David. Thanks, David. Bye.
0: Hey my friends, check out my good friend Chris Beck and his work at All Around Art. From lifelike paintings to detailed sketches to phenomenal tattoo artistry, if you can dream it, Chris can bring it to life on canvas or your skin. His art has been showcased in published works such as the paranormal best-selling book, Norman Two, The True Story of a Possessed Doll's Revenge. Visit him online at facebook.com slash allaround.art.54. Welcome back, my friends, to the Shadow Edition of Paranormal Talk, number five in the world podcast. That's right. You heard it. We're number five in the world. Five Paranormal Talk. These guys, Rick Hale, author and Ghost Hunter, and, of course, myself, Stephen Lancaster, author and... Ghost hunter, film star, TV star—I mean, oh, God knows. God. You all know by this point. I, I, I <coughs> we, we I just so left. We just left with a very special guest from Spooky Isles, David Sanderson, and you know, for the first time, Rick, somebody actually said I wasn't talking enough. Yeah, so, I you mean, know, you yeah,
2: never David, shut
0: up. Yeah, David mentioned. A lot of pubs like every time you turned around he was mentioning a pub so i'm I'm just thinking he was drinking you know because no, nobody ever says that i I don't that they need to hear me more
2: right. <laughs> nobody you ever know, says that no. <laughs> you know what I love that he did mention the pubs because I know that i i I've, I've never been to to the United Kingdom and Ireland never been to that part of the world. Um, But if it's like if if I'm going to go there to check out their haunted places, it's definitely going to be their pubs, taverns, bars, whatever you want to call it, because I I know like here in Chicago, for example, um, we have we have lots of bars and taverns and pubs uh, that have history of hauntings. And, you know, not only are they a fun place to visit, but it's a fun place to kind of kick back, hang out with your friends, have a couple of drinks. And I know that if I ever get over to over uh, over across the pond, as they say. Um, that's definitely, you know, the places that I'm going to hit up.
0: Which I'm glad you mentioned that, Rick, because, you know, when David brought that up, you know, it's been a while since we've said it, guys. Shadowinitiativetalk at gmail.com. You can send your donations for Rick and Steven's Shadow Initiative International World Tour. We are still oh, yeah. raising money. We are still raising money for that. Um, so far looking at the budget here um we've got 57 cent 57 cent folks we need that we're, we are not at goal we are not at goal so please mm-hmm. keep your donations coming
2: yeah 57 cents i mean that might get you a peanut on a plane maybe but at least maybe. we'll have that peanut yes and
0: it, and it's thanks to you guys our loyal listeners but hey you know next week guys it is mother's day please take a break from us enjoy time with your family um it, it's a good day to pay pay respect to a woman who molded you you know i got a lot of respect to pay to mine just let me let me tell you i mean she uh, more, more apologies than anything
2: <laughs> but <you know. laughs> and she deserves it yeah you know unfortunately i don't have a mom But, you know, I I just want to, you know, take a moment to acknowledge um, my wife, Jamie. Um, She is she is a wonderful mother. Um, You know, I I, I, I'm so glad that, you know, she is such a great mother to our son, Theo. So, you know, she deserves all the acknowledgement and, and a lot of applause. And, you know, thank you so much for you know being such a great mom and such a loving mom and such a loving wife thank you oh my god
0: okay so before we go guys i do want to share it's not a big story because the story has yet to be written but rick check this out man uh all right i've been waiting to talk to you about this because we haven't done a show in a few weeks um Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago i'm approached in public by this lady. And by another adoring like, fan.
2: Oh uh, Steven, I love you so much.
0: Well, you could almost say that, but she didn't act like that. She's like, um, are you Steven the the Paranormal Investigator? And I was mm-hmm. like, Yeah, you know? And, and she said, Well look, um I wanna I wanna contract you out to invest investigate my house. And I'm like okay you know and you know rick i've kind of made it clear that i'm very selective nowadays on investigations that i take but this one is just so damn intriguing man um her and her husband and and she's got a few kids purchased this old historic women's boarding house in a little town called rose hill north carolina uh maybe 45 minutes from here if that maybe 30 minutes Okay. And it it had been abandoned. Nobody wanted this house because because it just had, um, let's just say, uh, a not so good reputation. When they mm-hmm. toured the house, okay. Long story short, the the house oh, was be <laughs> was being used for satanic rituals. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Okay. When they toured the house, the bank warned them. Nothing's been fixed. Everything is as is because the bank's trying to unload this house. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But who wants a house where goats were sacrificed? You know what I'm saying? So they mm-hmm. go into this house, all kinds of satanic symbols. All, I mean, just dude, they found a vase full of blood in this house. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, like real, okay, yeah, like real blood. Okay. Now mm-hmm. it obviously wasn't tested, but I'm assuming it was probably from some animal. Well, okay. they decide to go ahead and buy the house because the way the, the housing market is and, and it's cheap. It was cheap, man. You know, so they buy the house, they start living in the house, then they start to experience paranormal occurrences. And this woman is absolutely terrified Of what what would be considered the living room of this house, she said that like she won't even mention it to people, and when they come over, they just don't want to go in that room. Like she's purposely trying to get people to hang out in this living room, and they all kind of say it just feels uneasy in here, you know, like there's some kind of negative energy. So, long story short, and yes, I know it's too late. um, I decided to take the case. My wife and I are going to work this case, and uh, we're kind of bringing on a, a new recruit um, to, to assist us. Um, somebody who's not really scientific-based, just more um, more or less just a third set of eyes. But we're looking forward to that, yeah. man, and that's going to be happening in a few weeks. And, and, of course, I'll be bringing everything that happens or does not happen to one of
2: our episodes, which I'm looking yeah. forward to. Definitely looking forward to hearing, you know, about something like that. But I mean, okay, you know, you hear this a lot, you know, especially on, you know, certain television shows that, you know, there were satanic sacrifices that went on there. I mean, do you know, have you been there? Have you seen this stuff that, you know, that these these kind of things really occurred there? Yes. And the thing is, Hmm.
0: I knew what house she was talking about. Mm-hmm. Once I realized what house she was talking about, because I, I didn't know it had that reputation, but once I, I, I knew the, once I found out the location, I was like, damn, I've seen this house a hundred times. And and it was mm-hmm. actually after it was a woman's boarding house, somebody had bought it and turned it into a bed and breakfast and that mm-hmm. failed. And then it got, you know, it sat vacant for years and it got broken into vandalized and then of course uh turned into a place to uh contact the devil which you know is 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 always cool on the list but <laughs> so yeah i mean obviously the pictures and everything showing what the interior looked like uh yes yeah, some mm-hmm. shit went down uh does that mean okay. what's there is satanic i'm not going to say you know because that that brings religion into it but yeah. she feels that there is something negative there now. Could knowing all of that stuff prior be playing with her a little bit? Uh, Expectation, yeah, maybe, you know. Yeah, it could. It could be she, her, and her family could be influenced. But I did like the fact that she would purposely have people over and not tell them anything, and they all say the same thing about that one room. I do like that. That tells me that she's not just the. Oh, this is what I've been told, and I'm going to believe it. She's actually done her own experimenting. So
2: it's going to be cool, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to hearing about that kind of thing. You know, the religious aspects of it, you know, whatever, you know me, I'm not really a huge believer in that kind of thing, but I, I like the, I, I like hearing about this uh, situational awareness that goes on because although not a psychic ability, it's something that every human has and uh, we just, you know, it's like you, you walk into a bar and you're just like, oh yeah, some shit's going to go down right now, right here. Um, but, you know, it's something that we all have and it sounds like that's what's going on there. And, and, you know, people jump to
0: that demon and demonic and devil and Satan thing, you know, so fast. But at the same time, okay, let's say there was this cult there doing this in the name of the devil. There's nothing saying that just some dark entity went with it. Like if if you're a, an evil, dark spirit and you're going to portray something that's going to put fear into people, you're going to pick the mac daddy of them all. You know yeah I mean, you're just gonna absolutely. play right you know what i mean you're just gonna play right along and and say you're the devil so i look forward to dealing with something very scary i'm hoping we're 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 excited about it because yeah, it's been I a while it's it. been a while since we've taken a dark haunting like this um yeah so so this is this is exciting but with that being said rick another great show great conversation i would definitely Definitely be up for having David on again in the future. Do a video yeah. version, um, like we've discussed. Fantastic! Yeah, su- super swell guy. He- he's he's just a, a a bloody awesome chap. There you uh, go. See, see what I did there? See what I did? Again there? with the lingo. Yeah, man. But with that being said, guys and gals, you can check us out at Facebook.com/slash Welcome to the Initiative. Tell your friends about the number five paranormal talk show in the world. That's five. right. And and with your help, we could be number one. So start telling your friends, share it, give us, give us a, uh, hit us up on Facebook. Tell us what you want to hear, who you want us to have on the show. Hit us up at our Gmail shadow initiative, talk.com.
2: And I guess that's a wrap buddy. What do you think? All right. Sounds good, man. So, hey, you know, thank you to all the mothers out there. Like, you know, thank you. My my wife, Jamie, thank you to all the mothers out there. And uh, hope everybody has a great Mother's Day next week.
0: Yeah, man. Until next time, as Rick would say,
2: "Stay spooky or whatever he used to say. (laughs) Stay spooky, my friends. (laughs) Yes.